0: Okay. Um, I have a different one. Let's, let's completely change gears because I, um, earlier I said that like your relationship with Shelly was something that I have kind of aimed a model after mm-hmm. and I didn't really, and you were lying to me. No, no, no. But I wasn't, I didn't specify what I meant by that because I, I think it's like a very particular aspect of your relationship that I find like so encouraging. Um, which is the fact that you've been dating for seven years, but to watch the two of you interact in public, it looks like you're a new relationship. Um, and so you've somehow – like there's this – this uh, the, the term that I always use is the honeymoon phase. So in every relationship that I've ever been in and from what I've seen like from other people's stories, what people talk about online, like there's always a honeymoon phase. When you first meet somebody, you start dating and the first like year to two years – is all fucking sunshine and roses. Like you're, you know, you you are getting to know each other. Every day is kind of exciting because you're learning more history, or learning more of their emotional breadth, or like what their ideas are. You're seeing their ambition, and so things get really exciting. But like after that, there tends to be this kind of horrible onset of reality, uh, which I don't actually think is what it is, but it's what it feels like. But there's this like horrible onset of reality where like, oh my god, the illusion is gone this person is just a person and we're together and it starts to get taken for granted. And, and, you know, it starts that slow descent into like, this is what we are like a rut. You know, you're like this couple, you've been together, you get along, but you know, I don't know, you don't have sex that much anymore. And you, you have like these routines. Oh, we got date night Tuesday, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. But (laughs) So you and Shelly um, – and this – it feels like it's something that, like, happened again. Like, you were in the honeymoon phase and then you were out of it. Like, you were so out of it that you broke up and then you got into round two. And I don't feel like there was that much of a honeymoon phase at the beginning of round two. I feel like you guys picked it up like it had never ended um, with your better, uh, your better tactics, obviously. But, like, over the course of, like, four or five years, all of a sudden you guys got to this point where, like – it's, it looks like your relationship is new. And it's felt that way to me to watch you guys together for, like, three years. Um, and I'm really – like, I'm really curious about that because, like, that's what I want. And I, I know it's possible because I've seen you do it and I've seen other couples do it. Um, but, like, is that something you actively work on? Mm,
1: yeah. <sighs> I don't know if we've ever sat down and actively, like, worked on that. But I think it's a symptom of – being direct with what we need and taking care of ourselves and having like earlier I made that comment about like uh glomming on to like a person's personality or whatever I think what tends to happen like what you were describing earlier like uh you go through this phase where you're just spending all this time together and you start to take each other for granted and everything I feel like you can lessen the impact of that or avoid it altogether uh or at least mitigate against it if you spend more time alone, um, and 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 doing things that make you happy, so we never sat down and worked on that. But I think what it is is accepting who the other person is too. I feel like in round one we maybe tried to change each other quite a bit, or we like thought we could change each other, and now she just lets me be me and she pushes me to become a better version of myself mm. and I do the same for her. And it's no longer this, you're not who I thought you were, or I feel like you can be so much better for me. It's, I know you could be so much better for you. And because I love you, I'm going to help push you to, to become better and to get out of your comfort zone more or to be more direct or to have more, uh, you know, difficult conversations. And so anyway, I, all that said, I think that has what has helped us, I guess, maintain that, like, new relationship feel. And I think it's a matter – like, yesterday we went to this uh, this amusement park and, like, rode a roller coaster and went roller skating and I fell on my ass so this hard. This sounds
0: like the least Nate thing I've ever heard. Yes. <laughs> and – that. <laughs> yes. And here's the thing
1: is uh, <laughs> we had this coin – and it's a two pound note or a two pound coin, I guess. I, I don't remember where I got it. I'm guessing well, in the UK. It pounded, yeah. yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely in London or something. Anyway, so we have this heavy coin and we had this idea yesterday and it's like how much of the relationship can you make kind of like a fun game? And so she would say something that she wanted to do. I would say something I wanted to do and then we'd flip the coin and then we'd just go do whatever that thing is Mm -hmm. and we'd have to like commit to it, right? So if like I said something totally different like she really wanted to go to the amusement park and I was like, uh... I don't know if I want to roller skate because that's not who I am and (laughs) fuck, fuck that false construct of who I am. So we just went to the thing. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go ride a roller coaster. I'm kind of scared of roller coasters and I'm going to go roller skate. She really wants to go roller skate. I think it's going to be fun. Like how can I just laugh at myself? And That whole thing, like being honest with each other, like we were like on the, uh, roller coaster and she looked over at me and she's like, I'm terrified right now. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, me too. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like to have that kind of honesty and to go have like these fun new experiences together, like that's, that's what's been keeping us, uh, I guess in this honeymoon phase, uh, if, if that's what you call it, it's like, how can we go have our own experiences and be who we are individually and then come back into the relationship and support each other to become better versions of ourselves and then go have new experiences that we, you know, maybe we both don't have a lot of experience with and just try some new shit because what happens when you try new shit is the real you kind of comes out. And so I think I just get a lot of opportunities to look at her getting out of her comfort zone or trying new things or being who she is. And I'm like, that's my girl. Like that's, that's who I'm in love with because like that just comes uh, so, out.
0: So that actually points to something totally different. Like, so you're, it's not that you like, go to amusement parks it's that you're doing things that like you keep evolving so if the two of you are changing if the two of you are are still having new experiences then you're becoming new people so that, that sense of discovery that makes it exciting when you're in a new relationship never dies because if you're a new person next week because you did new shit and tried new things and challenged yourself then she's got a new person to meet next week. She loved the fact
1: that I started skateboarding again. Like I'm 30. I'm like, (laughs) I have no, like, uh, I don't know if that's like just a cop out or whatever. They're like way older people than me skateboarding. But like, I just went and picked up the thing that I used to do when I was like 16 again. And she really appreciated that. Like she was excited for me. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I love about her, and this came out a lot yesterday when we were doing at the amusement park, is this is what I love. This is like such a growth mindset that she has is she goes, Oh, that thing really scares me. I have to go do it now <laughs> <laughs> because she doesn't want to have like this. She doesn't want to create this superstition, right? Like mm-hmm. this thing scares me. So I should avoid it. And then it just perpetuates itself. Instead. Right. She's like, this thing scares me. And because I had that thought, I now have to go do it. And I've, so it's like, I've created continue. a dragon and now i must slay yes. that dragon. Exactly. But yeah, I think that's a good point What you said about, um, yeah. We're, we're constantly becoming new people and challenging ourselves. And a lot of that, sometimes it's uncomfortable, right? Like I'm not a, I'm not a very trained public speaker, but this year I've started to do more speaking engagements uh, just to get out of my comfort zone. And I feel like I'm really, I feel like I'm a natural when I get up on stage. It's just getting over that hurdle of me being Anxious about it. So, but so even though I was doing something new that I thought would be really a, a cool skill to develop, like there was this period of like a week where I would stay up really late and we'd work on the slides and she would help me out. And I was probably a train wreck. Like she probably, I mean, I know that it was like she wanted to help, but at the same time, she I was also kind of running myself into the ground. So you have to, if you're going to be, if you're going to continue to be new people and learn new things, you have to like be willing to see them at their most vulnerable too. Yeah. Yeah. I just ranted for like 10 minutes.
0: No, but that's, I mean, it's good though, because that's, you know, that put into words something that I've been like kicking around because I, you know, I'm really interested in this because I'm obviously in the honeymoon phase. Like we've been, we haven't even been together a full year yet. Um, we figured out actually, so like right around now is when we met for the first time exactly a year ago. Like it was sometime in June when we first met. So we've literally only known the other person existed for a year. So we're like smack in the middle of the honeymoon phase. Um, and I've had this, not like fear, but you know, you, you get this kind of, foreboding because every relationship that I've ever been in was like that, where the honeymoon phase was awesome. Never fought, no problems, everything was good. Um, The relationship seemed like it was going to last forever. And then right about two years, um, things start to get weird.
1: Two years seems to be the the threshold for whatever reason.
0: (laughs) Well, like every relationship that I've been in has lasted two and a half to three years, like any of the serious ones. And it's, it's always kind of been like this, like after two years, I start to just kind of, we get into a routine and we settle down and we just do whatever it is that we do. And then we start to find things that we like that bother us about the other person. And it's always like shit that we used to think was cute, stops being cute and, um, things that have never been a problem before are suddenly a big problem, um, And within six months to a year, the relationship's basically hollowed itself out and we're both just waiting for the other one to, to finally cut it off. Mm. And so obviously like I don't, you know, I, well, clearly I don't want that to happen again. So, you know, my my fear is like, oh yeah, things are great, right? So I'm just gonna go along and like two years is gonna roll around and then the next thing I know, I'm gonna be like this fucking girl, she just sits here all day and she's the same fucking girl who's been here for two years. You know, like the the those like weird those weird like really just negative, poisonous thoughts that start coming in when you've been with somebody for a long time. And and so the idea that like what makes the honeymoon phase the honeymoon phase is this sense of discovery, right? Mm. And when we run out of things to discover, we start to get into routines. And when we start to get into routines, it's really easy to focus on negative things because you never notice all the things that go right during the day. And you only notice like the one thing that went wrong. And it's, it's good to have put the, put that into words. Like, I think that's going to help me out a lot. Because now I've got, you know, I've got something to do. Like, oh, am I feeling like I'm not, like, am I feeling stagnant? Am I feeling frustrated in this relationship? Maybe we should go on an adventure. Well,
1: and am I feeling stagnant in this relationship? Maybe I'm feeling stagnant in my life and I need to go figure out some shit that I need to do on my own. Yeah. And bring that into the relationship. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well that, yeah, exactly. Like, and, and I, it's, you know, obviously hindsight's 2020 20 and, and always in my favor, but, um, in my, you know, my past relationships, like as many times as I've rehashed them, I, I think it, it does, it, you know, it does fit that, that mold, um, where I'm, I let things slow down and, and stagnate. And like, obviously it's a two way street. So, it it was both of us but you know we we tended to just settle in and let things go and and it became what it you know it is what it is and and we never thought like oh well we should work on this relationship we just thought like oh we're in love now so that's just that's, how love works
1: man that's the, that's one of the biggest thing that uh things that i learned was like you always hear like relationships or work or whatever and like i think what ended up happening um for me and I guess in round one and also in previous relationships that I've been in is uh, if something wasn't working then like I said I thought the the relationship was doomed or I wasn't with the right person and now if something doesn't work it's like oh why didn't that work or why am I feeling awkward right now or why are we having uncomfortable conversations maybe there's something that we need to change and work on together and I feel like Until, until we started working on the relationship, uh, I don't know if you don't, if you don't work on yourself and you don't work on the relationship, there's no way it's going to be good, right? It's just going to stagnate, like you said. So I just tried to apply that same principle of, I like to think that I work on myself a lot and I'm a very type A driven person. Why would I not apply that same level of attention and experimentation to my relationship?
0: yeah Exper- ooh, so you experiment on your relationship like talk to me about that like do you have examples like how like what's an experiment you've done with your relationship oh man um like <laughs> so i don't want to put you on the spot like it, 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 when you say you're experiment you're not like experimenting on <laughs> <at> shelly right <laughs> what happens if i do this
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then i go to like my little chalkboard and i'm like negative reaction (laughs) no i don't do that um no what do i what do i mean by experiment like the the thing i just told you that we did with the coin flipping Mm -hmm. like that's fucking stupid but it's also really kind of fun, right? Like that's an experiment in their relationship. Like sometimes we don't know what to do. We're going to have a whole day that we're going to go spend together. We suffer from decision fatigue because it's like, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? And it just hits this point where it's just we don't end up doing anything. So I guess that's kind of an experiment, right? It's like What fun thing can we throw in here that we both kind of commit to and just see what happens with it? And so like that that's what I mean, so that, that's like the most top of mind example, but I know there are lots of little things like that that we do to just kind of play with the constructs of 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 our relationship yeah and so I wrote this article uh, a while ago, and it was a couple of years ago now where Shelly and I took these personality tests, and I know you know about this, but What was really nice about taking these personality tests is uh, we got to see what our our strengths and our weaknesses were. And they're the kind of things that like you know that about yourself and the other person. But seeing them on paper was really, really interesting because what I've – discovered is that we start to lean on each other for certain parts of the relationship. Like if I really, if we really need to do something detail oriented, like if like we're getting ready to, to move out of Portland and go travel, um, there's like some holes on the walls, like from me like trying to kill a spider and it going very badly, and me instead this kicking a hard. hole in the wall <laughs> on accident. So like <laughs> <laughs> there's like all these little things that we need to do before we move out. And Shelly's gonna be amazing at taking care like at least building a list and getting that off the ground. Like that's not where I I would just pay someone to come in and fix the hole and she's gonna figure out the paint color, how to plaster it and how to do all that stuff. So I just know now to lean on her for stuff like that. Mm. And if she needs, if we need to make a quick decision, um, uh, on, on anything, usually it kind of like, it kind of comes to me to make that call because I'm very comfortable in that situation. So she's just, I guess, relies on me a little bit more to make that decision. So she doesn't have to go through the, the, the decision fatigue stage. Mm. So I'm not sure if that speaks to experimentation, but it does speak to knowing a little bit more about each other and then giving each other the space to be themselves or uh, giving yourself space to be yourself and giving them space to be them.
0: Well, and it – I mean strictly it's not experimentation, but like that's pretty uncommon to have like couples take personality tests. Well, we
1: didn't – we didn't do it to improve our relationship. Like we both, um, uh, at the time we both worked for the same company and, um, uh, so we had, like had to take it for the company and mm-hmm. we just ended up having taken the same tests and then we just compared the results right. and I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah. and, and her, her strengths were exactly my weaknesses and vice versa. Like that was the big thing. And I think actually if you and I, cause you've taken a lot of these same tests and, uh, well, obviously, we'll link to these two, by the way. Right, but
0: no, you're, you're talking about the,
1: the caliper test, right? The caliper. And then also, we took one called the disc and then one called the Colby. And I'll, I'll, we'll link to all of those. But uh, I totally forgot my train of thought. Well,
0: so you were talking about how... Oh, um,
1: if, if you and I were to, like, compare the results of all those, yeah. I bet that we would be opposite on a lot of key things and then the similar and a lot of key things. But, like... Right. And that's what I think keeps the relationship going. Like, I remember... I think, uh, John Berardi, who's the, uh, he's a co-founder of a company, uh, that I work with called precision nutrition. One thing that he always talks about is like, if you have two co-founders of a startup that are exactly the same, you're going to fail because you need someone to counterbalance you. And so I feel like the same thing in a relationship. Like you can't – you need to have some of the same interests maybe or mm-hmm. at least some of the same worldview, but you don't have to be completely alike. Like if she doesn't like skateboarding and I don't like uh, dancing, I mean I, these are just arbitrary things I just made up, then that doesn't mean the relationship's a failure. It just means you have different things that you like to do.
0: Yeah, well, and it actually like one of the things that um – you know, like in, in our relationship, uh, like yours and mine, we, we have a, a lot of opposite skill sets that have always been complementary, And I think that is, um, like, if I remember correctly, my caliper results were pretty similar to Shelly's. Um, yes, we had a couple big differences, but like, I also think that's why when we were younger, we, we would butt heads a little bit. Um, you and her. Yeah. Like Shelly and I would, would butt heads because we were like a lot alike. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's also one of the reasons why like you and I have been friends for so long and why you and Shelly work well as a relationship is that we're, we're very, uh, like you and I and you and Shelly are, are kind of opposite
1: personalities. We cancel out, we cancel out our weaknesses.
0: (laughs) Well, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that it's a cancellation. I think what it is, is a, um, it's like a uh it's this really cool um symbiosis. Like you know, if, if you're if your goal as a human looking to like date or become part of a relationship with another human, your goal should be to find somebody who like has complementary skills so that like the like the gestalt is a superhuman you like you the two of you can solve all problems when our right? powers combine <laughs> kind of yeah like your your goal is to um is to kind of like you know align align your interests. find somebody who has um like this is like a so marissa works in hr right so one of the things that she does is recruitment and she always talks about this like value fit so she has this whole like serious rant if you ever want to listen to it it's amazing about the way people hire and how wrong it is because everybody hires their friends or these people who um like just people who are similar to them. Like, you know, Silicon Valley right now is full of a bunch of white guys because white guys understand white guys and therefore they make friends with white guys and hire more white guys. And so getting, like, girls and, and like, people of color and, like, all this diversity that everybody's yelling about in Silicon Valley isn't because the white guys in Silicon Valley don't want diversity. It's because they're hiring people that they like. Mm-hmm. And they meet and like people who are like them. But what you really need to do is you need to find people who have similar values. So, like, if the company's goals are make the world a better place by charity outreach, like, you're looking for people who want to make the world a better place by charity outreach. You don't need to like them. You don't need to be drinking buddies. But they need to want the same end goal. Like, they they need to be aimed in the same direction. But then you want them to have almost, like... You want that complementary skill set. You don't want somebody who's good at what you're good at. You got hired to do that job, so if you hire somebody with all the same skills, you've just made yourself redundant. Um, mm-hmm. Instead, you want to find somebody who has an entirely different set of skills who can then round out the skill set of the company. Um, and I think it's the same in a relationship. Like I love like the things that Marissa does are very, uh, contrary to the way that I approach the world. Like her skills are very different from mine. She's very personable. She's very outgoing. She wants to, um, talk to people and understand what their motivations are. And, and like, I just don't think that way. Like I, I like to learn about things and apply that knowledge to like objects and problems, not people. Um, and, but anyway, so like we have these very opposing, uh, skill sets, But our values are kind of the same. Like we both really value travel and new experience. We value experiences over things. We, um, you know, we both have similar views on kids, which is like not right now, but we're not closing the door on it forever. And, uh, we're both open to the idea of like waiting until later in life and adopting as opposed to trying to have biological kids. Like, so there's all these, these worldview things, these value things that, you can't, like, you can't reconcile that later. Yeah, like, those, those are in line. Yeah, so, you know, if you find somebody who, like, wants to have a family and a house and, like, own property and you want to go see the world and travel and live out of a bag, it's it can't work. That's how my last relationship ended was, like, we just, we literally, our values did not line up. We wanted entirely different universes for ourselves, And um, But anyway, so like Marissa and I have the same – we're aimed at the same target. But we have very different skills. And that makes us a great couple because together we solve lots of things. Like she loves booking activities, like finding things to do. So she has – like tomorrow we're going to some – I don't even know what the hell it is. It's like some kind of all-day food and music festival in Paris where we're going to get up in the morning and we're going to go to some park – And it's supposed to be sunny, so we're going to walk around in the sunshine all day and listen to French bands and eat food from, like, local French restaurants and, like, this thing, right? I would never book that. I would never get online and find out where cool stuff is happening and, like, do the research to figure out what to do. If I stumble into it, I'm stoked. But I hate that research. She loves that research. Um, Mm -hmm. She hates figuring out where to eat, and she doesn't feel confident in choosing good food and good bars. I love that. So we're both improving our experience of the world through our own interests and skills. And, uh, and like it makes, you know, it makes the relationship kind of, um, like that's, we're, we're trying to reconcile with our differences in approach. And, um, and, you know, I think that's where working on the relationship comes in, but
1: that's, that's the constant battle. And that's what I think we'll wrap it up with that. But that's what working on the relationship is, right? It's like, I like how you said you're pointed in the right direction. So you're both pointed in the right direction, or I guess the direction that you both want to go. Mm -hmm. You have different skill sets that complement each other. And to be okay with getting help or leaning on someone, you have to get over your own ego and be open to doing things a different way Mm -hmm. and being okay with doing things on your own at the same time. Yeah.